And we are back in Jake's basement. <laughs> that's creepy. I don't know. That's what your background looks like. It looks like we're in the basement. Well, this right here is my my basement. This black right here. Yeah. That's my wannabe background. What the? It looks... Is it just like a black sheet? Yeah, I like have it so there's something on a blur setting. Jake, I'm thinking uh, January carnivore month. Or at least animal based. Me or just... Oh, just for myself. I don't need to challenge nobody to do shit. I just like... Diet's very personal. So for me, yeah. I just... I, I think a person needs to try just to first eat real food. And then they could play with what they tolerate well. For me, though... I mean, you see, my body on carnivore is dynamite. It just works for me. Facts. Yeah, like my body yeah. just processes meat super well. If I need carbs, I eat some fruit. Or if I really need carbs, you know, maybe I'll have a little bit of rice or something. But if I go like 90%, yeah. if I do 90% meat and eggs and cheese, my body's fucking yoked and I never get tired. It's really interesting. So for me, carnivore is like... Well, not so much carnivore because I don't go strictly carnivore. Because I do need some fruit. Uh, but yeah, 90% meat. Animal-based. Yeah, animal-based. 90% meat is like the best for me. And there's nothing more badass than when I just eat like four steaks for breakfast. <laughs> you know, dudes on Instagram are like, what'd you have for breakfast? And they're like, I had overnight oats with cinnamon and honey. I'm like... I had four fucking ribeyes. Overnight <laughs> oats is like the opposite of four steaks. Yeah. Although I did have overnight oats for breakfast today. I will tell you that. I make a good overnight oats. I have like a protein pancake where it's like a half cup of oats, two scoops of protein, 100 grams of egg whites, and three eggs, and I just blend it. Have that every morning. Throw some zero calorie syrup on there. That's such an old school bodybuilder thing. I know, I know, but it, dude, it's like, it's a good breakfast. Shit. It's filling. And it's not like, it's not like, it doesn't make me crash or anything. Like if I had regular pancakes, it would be like, I feel like a slug all day. Yeah, they're light enough. This I get like, I get, they're, they're, thi they're like dry and thick, but you add a bunch of syrup and like the fruit <laughs> moistens it a little. You're like, listen, I saved my calories for syrup. No, no, no. Zero calories here. The Walden Farms. I like things with calories. Zero, the, I, if it's zero I, calories, it's a lie. It's I like, like things with calories too much. No. You're better off having like a quarter cup of pure maple syrup than yeah. a quarter cup of zero calorie. What the fuck is that? What's it made of? Like, I know what maple syrup is. I got a maple tree in my backyard. It, you know, I know what maple syrup it's is. I don't so, know what the fuck is in so that dense. other thing. Yeah, you, that's why you don't need a lot of it. Even like uh, ice cream. I remember once I uh, everyone was like, oh, you know Halo Top? It's like 100 calorie ice cream, right? That shit's fire. And I remember eating it one day and being like, why would I do this to myself? I'd rather just eat uh, a regular serving of like Ben and Jerry's. Like a 300 calorie serving of that that's with like milk and cream 
And after I eat it, I'm like, all right, I feel good. That thing of Halo Top, I ate the whole Halo Top, and I was like, that was okay. It was ice cream-like. But it wasn't ice cream. It was ice cream-like. It was okay. But why would I do that to well, myself? <laughs> it doesn't give you that, like, that coma, that, like, sed sed sedative, like, satisfaction. But well, it's, like, it's still a full pint of, like, ice cream-like like food, you know? Yeah. Because the you, coma, that's, like, the, the, the addicting part. That's what I'm trying to get away from. But that's what happens when you eat the whole pint. If you ate a serving, it wouldn't be as bad. See, like I of the like of the dense thing, you can't eat a whole pint. It's you know what I think about a lot, Jake? Satiety. So I think we have a problem in our culture about knowing when we're satisfied. Uh, so, yes, I agree. So if you think about it, let's say I eat Hagen Dazs. And that first bite, money. Second bite, that shit is good. Third bite, it's all right. And really, after like five or six bites, you probably are satisfied, but you don't stop. So there's something... Well, I think of satisfied as like, my stomach is full. I feel full. Yeah, but you... Well, and I, then I keep going after that. And then, and then satisfaction to me, if you want healthy satisfaction, is to be satisfied once you lose the ability to gain more pleasure from each piece. So if every bite doesn't bring me more pleasure, it's no longer satisfying. And that's, that's what fasting is good for. Like after I haven't eaten for like days, you really know what like is satisfying it's like oh i really don't need as much as i thought i haven't eaten for four days i eat a meal i feel good but when you have over satiety you're you're like never satisfied you could eat forever there's a real gluttony gluttony that would be the sin associated with that so gluttony uh, is definitely a problem in our culture yeah gluttony i'm never satisfied give me more give me more more money more everything more fucking you know more everything an obsession with more as being somehow better. That's what I thought. Well, last time I was with you, I kind of like realized how, like, I, cause you're very like, um, you're like a goal is to like do less and like minimize. And it's like, you, like you have the things you like and want to be good at and you do those things. And then when you're done, when you've made enough progress in the day, you just chill and like, Go outside on a walk or something. Like, yeah, I go. Yeah, I go row to my island. Yeah, that's the like. That's something I took. That I took. I tried to take some of that for me after I saw you last. It was like you want to talk about minimize. Hold on. Tammy actually made fun of me for this. So you know I have my little studio, but that thing's like seven hundred dollars a month rent. So I started doing privates at someone's gym, and he was like, "Why don't you just?" you know, train Kerry and Grace out of here and, you know, we could do the podcast wherever. I can do the podcast like this. So I was like, all right, I'm down to save 700 a month. I, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. I was like, I'm yeah. going to do even less. Even less I'm going to do. But better. So, so sometimes, like I told you, when you do less. So now, that spot, I have like three clients out of it and I'm paying, you know, $700 a month rent. Now... I pay zero dollars a month rent, and I'm going to make them train more. 
So I'm gonna so make. Now you just. Yeah. So I made. Reduced. <laughs> increased. Increased so, revenue. Reduced costs. So that's what I'm always looking to do, and it seems silly, but why wouldn't you? Why would I need to do? I, like I've been hearing a lot of people like talk about how like you need to work super hard all day. You need to like. Like in your case, it'd be like you need to like go see client after client after client and drill yourself through the day, or you need to do blah such. You need to go to you need to like work hard to get what you want. And I'm like I agree, but I, in my opinion, consistency. If you have a goal and you like work backward from it, and it's like you just you're consistent. That's gonna. That's what. I think that's just as effective and important as working 20 hours a day, you know? I think it's more important how productive your effort is when you do it. Mm-hmm. So, like when I'm training, training is a good example. I could have all different levels of effort during a training session. I could go and just drill. I could go fight to the death. I could do all different types of levels of that. But I'm always trying to be the most productive. So I think it's more about not necessarily how much do you work, how hard do you work, but how much are you getting out of all those hours you put in. So if every time I do work, I'm super productive, well, then that's more important than if I was like at a level 10 exertion. Maybe super productive when I train uh, Carrie and Grace is a level 6 exertion. If I went level 10, I might turn them off. If I went level right. 2, they're like, are you paying attention to us? A level 6 yeah. might be the perfect amount they need because they have each other also. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to maximize what's the perfect amount I could do in that situation. And that's where I yes. think the best guys are. They don't realize they're doing it a lot of times, though. He's just mad productive when he's being productive. I think the problem is guys that just spin their wheels. That's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to do work just for the sake of doing work. And that's what uh, yeah, like, helped me now with my focus. Like, it helps to know where right. should I put my so energy. Like, if you have, like, let's say you're training for a fight, or that's about, let's say you're in the off season and you're just trying to get better before you're in fight camp. <sighs> Because that's how you do it, right? You, yeah. In the, between fights, that's when you get better. During the fight camp, that's when you get in shape, basically. Yeah, that's you what refine what you do well. But now I yeah. could pick up, crazy as it sounds, after doing this for 20 years, now's a good time I pick up new skills. I haven't competed in a while. In almost right. three years, I haven't competed. By the time I compete again, it'll probably be like three years. Uh, yeah, I picked up new skills. It's nice. So let's say you're in like a skill gaining phase. What do you think would be better? Going to the gym for two, three hour sessions a day or doing one hour every or twice a day where it's very focused and you're practicing that skill for one solid dedicated hour. Like everything, like everything, it depends on the athlete. For me personally, like everything, it depends on the athlete. Me personally, if that's the question you're asking, what do I like? Yeah, I like to I like to train twice a day. Yeah. For a smaller session, usually though an hour and a half, because it does take me a little time 
to kind of ease into it. And I don't want, and, and that's how I like to do it. I want to ease into it. I'm not looking to rush. Even if it's just like a focus skill day. I like to ease into it. I, I allow myself time to bullshit. You know, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I allow myself, there's a lot to be gained from that. Right, and then like, like. Pick someone's brain. of rushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I want to pick? of rushing is like. Yeah, like today I did, uh, you know, I did a flow roll with a guy. I did, uh, we broke down a one particular move. We just took like 10 minutes and we just brainstormed a particular movement. And that was good. I need to allow time for that. So if I'm training for a fight, I might not allow time for that. You know, then it's more actually sometimes then there's time for really short sessions in fight camp. Sometimes in fight camp, there's time where you could do like three half hour sessions in a day, but hard. Like think about sparring, sparring, you do, you warm up three fives, you go home. That's really a 40 minutes of work, maybe a half hour of work, but super intense. And you need a lot of those right. in fight preparation because you have to be prepared for intensity. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think one of the problems with living in like, because I live in Chicago, you live in New York, Brooklyn. And it's like the, just like the, the nature of these big cities where it's like everybody who wants to like a, accomplish things at a high level, it costs so much money to do that. That it's like the people who I work for have to work like twelve straight hours with clients. Yeah, it sucks to to pay, and I'm like, they're miserable. Not all of them, but like I've seen people who are just like, it's taking from them in other areas, and I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Like, that's why I liked being around you so much. You've kind of mastered that. And, like, you're living your life, you know? Like Praise the gods. So, and I have room for flexibility. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then with Tammy ship being crazy, I'm so open to adventure, but let's see. She got offered a job in Dallas, but she didn't want to. It was a little too quick. She would have had to start yeah. Monday. Fuck that. That's not stressful as shit. It was a little stressful, yeah. And then I guess, does that go with freedom? Uh, freedom's my number one priority on the battle board. We need to make you a battle board, Jake. I need to make one. I'm, I'm telling I'm you. I'm going into this new period of, like, I'm, my ch I'm changing my life right now. So you know I have my group, my, uh, my group of jiu-jitsu guys. So I have them all do a battle board. And the rest, you know, I did it as, like, the third lesson. I'm going to start doing that as the first lesson now. Because a lot of them told me, they were like, you know, so on the battle board, it's like, what you're about, things you do every day, your interests, three things that you put your energy into to make money, uh, a personal motto, your values and mantras that you tell yourself. So I spend a whole hour doing this with my guys. So we take a whole hour and we make their battle board. And they all said the same thing. They were like, you know, I don't think I've ever taken an hour and just thought about me. Like, what am I about? What are, what's my... Forget about goals. 
what am I about? At my base level, who's Jake Fine? Like, what am I about? What am I? Who am I? Right. And they're like, I just go through, oh, I got to do this job here. I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to do this documentary. I'm going to... And then they're like, oh, I got this offer to do this. So now I'm doing this. And this guy wanted me to come here. And it's like, what the fuck do you do? What, what, what What's the core of your being? Like, what do you do? And you're getting a little, a little spread out here. Yeah, and it's like... The, I feel like happiness comes down to like the ratio of how how you break like if you wake up and do 10 things what's the ratio of things you like to do versus things you don't like to do and I've caught myself so many times because I don't have a, a thing like that like the battle board where it's like I can say yes to these things that I don't actually want to do because this is this this here this here oh that money Fucking oh, you want to give me a thousand dollars to do this job? All right, sure. Oh, right, you're you gonna get here. Here's two hundred bucks. Come film my party. Here's oh, here's a thousand bucks. I'm gonna introduce you to some doctors. Like, I don't fucking want to talk to doctors. No, no offense. Like, it has to be. Why with... do I say yes to that? Because you don't know what you're about. Right. You know what oh, I mean? Like, like that's what, what it... I'm saying? I'm going through this. Yeah, Jay. We should. You want to do that it. next week? I'll sit down yes. with you for an hour. We'll make your battle board. It's so helpful. It just, because yes. then I know, like, someone offers me something. It's like, oh, like, someone offered me a full-time gig. And I was, like, at a gym teaching. I was like, oh, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. But my number one quality on my board is freedom. So if I did that, yeah. it'd be problematic. And if I was going to do that, I would do it at law. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. If I was going to, yeah, like if I was going to commit my, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having that, just, it's just that idea of like knowing concretely what you want to do so you can know what you don't want to do. Yeah. And values, values are important because most people I notice are running around and they don't know what their values are. And that's why they do yeah. anything. What's your value? Yeah. If you don't know what your principles are, what your values are, then it's going to resort to the world's currency, which is money. And that's always going to mislead you. Because no matter how much you get of it, you never become no. happy. Right? If you don't have your... Hard, that's a, Yeah, you like that? I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. If you don't have your own currency, so mine is like freedom, congruency, uh, courage, piety. These things are my values. So I know what my currency is. It, but if you don't, it's going to resort to money. That's what the world's currency is. It's like, you need more money here. And it's like, but I don't feel fulfilled. Well, how could you? Because for some people, that might make them fulfilled. But I'd say that's probably a small percentage. Maybe 10% of the population is fulfilling. Oh, it's like, yeah. Talking to John. No, you're good. He said, my dad said this hi. What would you say? Happy New Year's to the fam. Happy New Year, but I did. Just so he you says know. Happy New Year. Can you hear my laundry machine? Not really, but just so you know, I celebrate New Year's uh, at the spring equinox. Got it. I follow the old ways. It, it's really actually silly if you think about it logically to put the the end of your year in the middle of the winter, and if you think about it, if you think about the way our language develops, uh, in Italian, primavera, right? The first season yeah. is spring. 
spring would be the start of the new year. So when it was springtime, things start to blossom again, right? Life starts anew. That would be the new year for our pagan ancestors. When they changed the Julio-Claudian calendar over, then they switched New Year's to January 1st. It just becomes an easy marker to differentiate the calendar. And whoever celebrated New Year's in the spring was considered a fool because they'd be celebrating on April Fool's Day, April 1st. So April Fool's Day, that comes from people celebrating the old New Year instead of adopting the January 1st New Year. But yeah, it really doesn't make sense if you think about it. Spring should be the new year. January. Otherwise, you could pick any date. Because every date is a year from that date. So New Year's, if you just care about an arbitrary date, you pick January 1st. All right, boom. Janus, the god of entries in ancient Rome. So you're like, January is for the Roman god Janus. That's the god of open doors, the Temple of Janus, only closed three times. The doors of the Temple of Janus are always open, except they're in peace. And in ancient Rome, they're only closed three times. So, uh, empires love to constantly be at war. In our culture, with nouns. Drugs, terror, diseases. We like to be at war with a lot of things. Constant war. Uh, It's important for an imperial culture, but that's a whole other subject. Jake, how about we get John, to the documentary? I want to start a, I want to start a podcast with you where I just, I just ask questions and you just follow it. You take that question, you just run with it for forty minutes, and I just sit here and get educated. <laughs> it's only my, I mean, some stuff is factual, right? Like the the yeah. way the New Year's work, the pagan New Year, and it makes sense. Uh, other stuff is opinion, so we always have to differentiate what's my opinion from what's historical evidence, and hopefully anyone listening to me is smart enough to do that. <laughs> Facts. Well, no, because it's like, I have opinions. There's nothing wrong with and my opinions right. are usually different. So, you know, I don't like the common yeah. opinion. The common opinion is often wrong. You've seen I put that post up about the Trojan horse, right? Only one person says not to bring it in. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. Look at this beautiful gift. They, this is a peace offering. And one person's like, no, it's not. And they're like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. But sometimes the dissenting opinion is often wise to listen to. Why is that? What Did this dissenting opinion notice something? Maybe we overlooked. Maybe it should be given merit. So, so yeah, I take a lot of lessons from history. Which is why I'm so nervous right now. They're, they're saying this point in American history looks very similar to every empire's fall yeah. that's ever happened. Yeah, as a Roman historian, it's not looking great. It's not looking great. To me, it's, to me what's scary is like we're becoming weaker at a time where a country that is... For, for, so I don't want to go into it in a huge explanation, but that basically is anti-freedom. Communist China is becoming way powerful. So it's like yeah, be interesting. I I, is that way like, the we dog get so weak that they attack us, and then we have to adopt their ways? 
I already told you my fear before that that already happened without a gun being fired. You know, what if your government is just owned by that government and now everything you do favors that other government and you just make it look like you're separate, but you're not. Especially once you start to slowly introduce things. I always worry, I told you, I worry you have a Vichy government in France situation. You know how the Nazis take over France in six weeks? Because the government is fucking Nazis in France. It's like the Vichy government, like, allies with the Nazis. They're like, we see which way the wind is blowing. We're just going to let you guys in. Come on in. Let's go, guys. So I worry about that. You know, the only good thing about America is we essentially have 51 governments. You have a federal government and then you have all the state governments, which could become very interesting. You have Florida. You have like hundreds of millions of people with guns, too. Which is interesting. And I tell you what, I see people at the range that never fucking shot before. Why are all these people getting into shooting now? They're worried. When I see your your grandma start fucking bringing out the AK-47 to the range, fuck's grandma doing with the AK? I'm like, holy shit. You know, it's like... Grandma never had an AK before, and now she's fucking rolling deep. Thousand rounds of bullets and an AK-47 in her bedroom. You know, what's she worried about? So, yeah, it's very interesting to watch it. Do you like to shoot? Uh, I, I will get into it. I want to get into when I Whenever I move to Tennessee, I'm going to get into rifle hunting. Hell yeah, bro. You could buy anything down there, and any animal, too. Dude, like... I'm an, I'm as soon as I can, I can't really do it up here, but as soon as I can, I'm gonna hunt and get all my meat from hunting. That's the best. I wish I could my, do that, my but grandpa I. Makes, my grandpa makes honey. I'm gonna eat honey that's homemade that I know where it comes from. I'm that, gonna eat meat that I know where it comes from. I'll get organic fruit and make sourdough bread, and I'll be good. You know, my friend out in Northport has his house on a third of an acre, self-sufficient. That's so fire. So I was like, yo, if I get a place in Tennessee, show me how to do that. On a half acre, we'll make it self-sufficient. We'll throw some solar power up in there. He grows his own berries. He grows, uh, we can't grow 16 pounds of weed like we do in New York, but that's okay. Very illegal weed. You can't. No, I wouldn't. The, the laws down there are very strict for drugs. And strictly enforced. Sucks. No weed. That sucks. No weed. Okay. But what? hey, look at look at what you get. Let's get into let's get into the doc. Yeah, um, I know. If you let's wrap up the pod. Yeah. Let's make that that part of pod. Okay, so I'm gonna just finish it off here. So yo, we're about to John and I are about to end the pod and we're gonna watch the official second draft of our documentary with animations, complete with animations. We're going to, this is going to be coming out soon, so stay on the look. Whether you're listening on my podcast or John's side, to be on the lookout for the manual doc. It's going to be life-changing, especially for the, the jiu-jitsu community who wants to jiu-jitsu for the long term. So Maybe John we'll put it still. out in the pagan new year for the equinox. Facts. You know, Facts. that's well, March 21st, so that'll give us enough time, I think, to hustle it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Listen, you know, coronavirus, can we do a quick one on that? This, Listen, this documentary has been actually its own journey. You came to New York twice to film it. Me at two different points, too. 
Right, you got two totally different experiences with me both times. Uh, you met me, you know, in 2019. Corona hit in 2020, shut everything down. Two years ago. Yeah. I met you. That's right, two years ago. Yeah, this month, two years ago. Yeah, it would be like a few days ago. It would have been two-year anniversary. Exactly. A few days ago would have been two years ago. So, yeah, this was supposed to get done much sooner, but... I'm very happy that the universe took the time to do it this way. It's been an interesting adventure. So we still got yeah, more I've, adventure to go. I've gotten, if we had gotten it done when we planned to before COVID, it would be a much worse documentary. The fact that I've gotten to stretch it out this long, I've been able to get better as, in, I've gotten two years better at filmmaking in the time making this movie. So Oh, true. And I feel like we're, I feel like we're getting into the perfect place to release this. But anyway, let's end it there. All right. We are exiting the Manimal Zone. I'm going to shut my right, I'm going to keep it filming just.